It's time to raise your voice. It's time to be heard. Because everything counts. Everything matters. Good news. Christian values. Alabama's Christian Talk Radio. With Greg Davis. Priority Talk. Hello and welcome in. It is Priority Talk right here on WHJC. Glad to be with you here on this uh, wonderful Friday afternoon, Friday evening. Thank you, thank you, thank you for joining us and spending some of your, uh, well, as you head into the weekend with us. And I hope everybody's uh, doing well and got a uh, great weekend plan for, for worship and family and Maybe some recreation, maybe good hard work if that's uh, what your weekend brings to you. Be ready to certainly uh, uh, do all you do uh, for the glory of God, whatever it may be. So we're glad to be with you here. We've got a uh, good show for you today, we do believe. And uh, Stuart is with us and uh, Nate is with us as well today. So fellas, jump on in here with us. How's everybody doing? Doing good. Doing fantastic. Okay, now don't, in just a moment now, we got to get to our football picks. Don't let me forget. Oh, right? yeah. Oh, yeah. So if, if you hadn't already got yourself queued up for that, be ready. Uh, you know, I blew it last week on, uh, yeah, I blew it on one last week. I, I miss UAB so bad. I got yeah, that one too. so wrong. I, I did apologized too. On and air. I was glad to be wrong. Glad to be wrong. I was at the <laughs> me game. Me too. I was there Saturday, and Alabama just uh, smoked, I mean, uh, UAB smoked them from, from the beginning to the end. So anyway, all right, more football in just a moment. But now coming up during hour number two, you know, we do it every Friday. We have been for a little while now and we got more to come. We visit with Cleet Hux with Apologetic Resource Center, How America Became Pagan. And uh, I, he has told me today the discussion will uh, sort of finish up uh, as we talk about the Olympics and uh, the paganism and the eastern mysticism involved in the olympics in particular uh the 96 games in atlanta and then also today we're going to open up this topic that uh, will make some of you mad all right that's okay i get mad sometimes too i get mad at myself uh, but today we're going to open up this topic of yoga and uh is there such thing as christian yoga can christians be involved in yoga uh, should we have yoga in our schools? What's the deal with yoga? Why is it Eastern mysticism? Why is it paganism? All right. Cleet is an expert on this issue. You've been working on it for decades. And, uh, if you're open to, uh, to learning, if you're open to knowing something new or seeing something in a new light then hang around for hour number two, or go catch it on our podcast. Uh, if you're, if you're not, and you're just kind of like, I like yoga. It doesn't matter what anybody says. I don't care then uh, you might as well tune out for hour number two because uh, it, it's not going to do any good on that on that topic. I know a lot of people are closed down on that and just don't want anything to do with it. So uh, we'll get into that coming up next hour. Nate, I know you have seen the article um, that released last night that I, uh, uh, along with Christine Carr, our ALCAP advisor on the uh, marijuana issue, uh, have, uh, have now posted through the Alabama Baptist Tab Media, T-A-B Media, it's at our um, ALCAP Facebook page if you want to go there and see it. Um, so that's out there as well. Nate, did you have a chance to, to read that or did you just see where it was posted? Uh, 
I saw where it was posted, and I, I skimmed over it briefly, but uh, but yeah, I did see it. Well, you know most everything in it already. So, But for those of you who need a little uh, update or a catch-up on um, the quote-unquote medical marijuana issue, and we, we put medical in quotes, air quotes, because um, there's no such thing as medical marijuana. It's just all marijuana, okay? <laughs> So you can say we're using it for medical purposes, but it's still marijuana. Um, if you needed to catch up on that and to understand the seriousness, I believe, of the situation and the status here in the state of Alabama, uh, how we got to where we are, where we are, and where this is headed, I would encourage you to find that article. And I know um, the haters are going to come out on that. Again, that's another one. Uh, the yoga crowd, the marijuana crowd, I, I'm not real popular with them. And, and that's okay. I get it. So uh, I would encourage you to find that. It's uh, ALCAP on, uh, or uh, uh, the Alabama Citizens Action Program, ALCAP, A-L-C-A-P, on Facebook. That article is linked there for you. And uh, follow that page uh, as well on social media. We do post things there that we don't post a priority talk and vice versa. So uh, it is a good, uh, it's a good follow as well. Uh, but that article is out there. It's a pretty lengthy article. Uh, that uh, that really, I think, uh, tells what needs to be said right now. And uh, it's time for the church to sort of rise up community by community and say uh, we do not need to normalize uh, what is right now a uh, Class 1 drug in our state. Uh, it's a serious deal, and we've legalized it with some restrictions called medical restrictions. Uh, that's sort of the situation. Okay, that's out there as well. Uh, today we want to, uh, well, we're going to get into our picks and then a couple of uh, uh, stories I want to get to, hopefully a couple out of Huntsville that are out there uh, I want to hit on. Um, also one, another as well. I think this is a good news story, all right? It's a, it's a Friday, Good News Friday, uh, about um, people who use their Bible. What do they say? Uh, good news. And then also a warning as well this hour, a warning for all the youth pastors out there. All right, I got a warning, something you should not do. It's a warning. So stay tuned for that as well. All right, fellas, let's get to our picks uh, for the weekend. Nate, I'll let you go first. Um, okay, we got. Well, should we go game by game or go person by person? Uh, what do y'all think? Let, let's go, um, let's just go person by person. How's okay. that? Okay. All right. All right. And again, we we uh, we have no money, no wagering, no stakes, no cash, no favors. We're not betting. We're just kind of talking through it. All right. And we pick winners and losers. We don't pick lines. So here we go. Uh, but hey, even picking the winners and losers, uh, kind of hard this weekend. Okay, Nate, you're up. Uh, we've got Alabama, Tennessee, as the two thirty game uh, tomorrow on CBS. <sighs> Oh my, I don't know. This one's tricky. I All right. Love, love, love Alabama. Tennessee has just looked incredible. Do we know do we know if Bryce Young is playing? Well, maybe maybe you could couch your pick that way. I I'm open to that. All right. If uh I tell you what, I can't I can't do that cuz I don't think that's fair. I'm just okay. going to pick Tennessee, but uh -huh. hope Alabama wins. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. Okay, second game for you would be Auburn Ole Miss. That's oh. uh, the 11 o'clock game in the morning. Auburn Ole Miss at Vault Hemingway. 
Ah, sorry, Auburn. I gotta, I gotta go with Ole Miss. All right, and then lastly, uh, also at two thirty, which I think will be aired uh, across Central Alabama on uh, Channel sixty eight, maybe in some other as well. But I know I saw that. Um, is the UAB Charlotte game? Uh, your pick on that one, Nate? I'm, I'm going to atone for last week. I'm going to go with UAB. All right, good, good deal. All right, Stuart, you're up next. Uh, Alabama, Tennessee. Uh, I expect Bryce Young to play, therefore I expect Alabama to win. I think Bama sometimes they've been struggling on the road the past two years, but I expect them to pull through. If Milrow plays, I'm still going to be I'm still going to be confident they can pull it off. But it's yeah, I would probably lean Tennessee, but I'm going to pick Bama. I expect Young okay. to play. Gotcha. All right, Auburn, Ole Miss. Um, I'm going to pick Ole Miss. I I think this one could be closer. I know it looks it's top ten team versus Auburn who's struggling, but Ole Miss they. Played Kentucky close. They played Vanderbilt close for a while last week. So I'm. I think Auburn could win that. I'm going to go Ole Miss though. All right, and UAB Charlotte. Uh, I'm going to go UAB. Yeah, All right. the home team riding hot off the win, big win last week. UAB. Absolutely. Okay, my turn. Alabama, Tennessee. I'm going to go Alabama. You can't pick against a team after 15 in a row. I don't care what it looks like. I think with Bryce Young, I think they definitely win. With Milrow, I think they, I'm confident they can still win uh, even with Milrow. I think the moment's too big for Tennessee right now. Just, okay, there I am. Uh, Auburn Ole Miss, of course, um, you know, as much as you hate to see the in state team, you got to go with Ole Miss. They're uh, playing very well at home. Auburn is just uh, kind of bottoming out, really. I'm not sure what they feel like they've got left to, to play for. Uh, so I'll, uh, I'll go with Ole Miss there. And then UAB Charlotte, uh, I, uh, I said last week UAB's got to find it. They got to pull it together after the uh, the bad loss at Rice, and they did. They absolutely did. I was at the game, thoroughly enjoyed it. I think UAB scored on their first six possessions, and uh, just absolutely put it together over a really good Middle Tennessee. And so I'm going with them tomorrow over the one in five Charlotte. Uh, I think that will be a. I think UAB will, will win that one going away as well at home. So. Um, that game is also at 2.30, Alabama at 2.30, and then the Auburn game at 11 a.m. So pretty full day of football on Saturday. And then Sunday, worship, of course. We make our picks, and then we say football is a pretty nice hobby, a lot of fun, but a pretty lousy God. So enjoy it as a hobby. Enjoy it as, a, as something to enjoy. But, um, but, but don't make it your God, and uh, whatever you do. If your team lo- loses on Saturday, don't miss church on Sunday because of it. You know, there's people that do that. Their team loses, and they just can't even get out of bed and function on the Lord's Day. Come on. Uh, we're, we can do better than that. So either way, I'm going to be good, but uh, but we do enjoy sort of keeping up with it and having a little fun with it here. But do not make it your God. Do not worship the sport. Uh, don't worship the uh, the creation. Worship the creator. And I'm looking forward Sunday. Give a little update Sunday. I'm looking forward to being up in the uh, Fort Payne area and uh, gonna gonna be worshiping up that way Sunday, and then at a meeting that afternoon over at uh, Menville, and then uh, looking for Monday to being up some in uh, Cherokee County, and then down into Lineville uh, Monday uh, evening. And uh, Nate will have the show on Monday as I'll be traveling, and so uh, but that's some of where I'm gonna be. If if I'm in your neck of the woods, I hope I run into you. Okay, let's take our first break. When we come back on the other side. Uh, let's get into a little of the, well, no, I'll tell you what, let me give the warning to the youth pastors when we come back. Youth pastor warning on the other side. Uh, hear this and then share it with your youth pastor. Okay, we'll return. 
Hey, this is Greg, and ever since the first time I visited Israel in 1999, I've encouraged others to also experience the land of the Bible for themselves. I'm wondering if you've ever dreamed of visiting the Holy Land and walking where Jesus walked. If so, why don't you pray about touring Israel with me in the summer of 2023? We will experience a 10-day pilgrimage that will include visiting biblical sites around the Sea of Galilee and actually taking an inspirational boat ride on the same waters that Jesus walked upon. We will also visit the holy sites in the city of Jerusalem, including Golgotha and the Garden Tomb. You'll also experience the Dead Sea and many significant Old Testament sites. The Bible will come alive to you like never before. Are you interested at all? Email me greg at PriorityTalkRadio.com and I'll share with you much more information about this trip of a lifetime. Email me greg at PriorityTalkRadio.com for more information on traveling with me to the Holy Land in summer of 2023. We welcome you back in. It is Priority Talk here on your Friday evening. Hope everybody's doing awesome. We got our football picks in and uh, we're excited about a uh, football Saturday and then about a Jesus Sunday. How about that? All righty. A warning for youth pastors. Nate, I didn't send you uh, this to, to preview it, to look over it, because I wanted to catch you just a little off guard with it, see what your reaction Uh-oh. is. Uh, this is a warning to youth pastors. Now, this this is serious, though, uh, but at the same time going, oh, my goodness, what were you thinking? Okay, this is out of South Carolina. Uh, a, a, a church has announced this week that their student pastor has been placed on administrative leave. Uh, he gave teens, uh, the teenagers in the church, um, some stickers. And, okay. Uh, okay. First of all, uh, bad idea. Don't youth pastor. Don't give out stickers. Okay. That that's maybe for children's ministry. They might get excited about stickers, you know, like the doctor gives when you go and, you know, for the kids. Okay. I don't know. Nate, am I, am I missing something? Stickers probably not that popular with the teenagers. Uh, you know, uh, may, no, okay, yeah, no, it's it's a no. But okay. maybe something for cars, I could see. Uh, Bumper sticker? Thing, I, I, don't, I don't know, maybe not even that. Yeah, okay, that's not even the warning, okay? Sticker's just a bad idea. Here's, here's the warning. Um, what went, It went from a bad idea to a uh, really not a smart thing to do. He's been placed on administrative leave after he gave teen stickers that said... I love hot youth pastors. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Can you imagine? I mean, what the kids are leaving the youth room on Wednesday night and you're handing out stickers that say I love hot youth pastors? I want to know the thought process behind it. Because, you know, we all have good and bad ideas that form in our brain, right? Mm -hmm. We all have ideas. And what was the filter that idea went through before he was like, that's a great idea. We're going to run with this. I don't know. I I see the uh, stickers here. Um, It's, um, you know, some parents started posting it, um, was given to a 14-year-old and other students. He's 35 years old. Okay. Uh, not not a good idea, youth pastors. Look, mm-hmm. if you're out there, please tell your youth pastor not to give out stickers, first of all, and uh, then not to give out stickers that say anything about hot youth pastors. Did he hand that these? That is not what you're going for. Did he hand these to specific people, or was it like a reward if you did something? No, I don't. It doesn't really uh, give that, um, that it was for a certain group or anything like that, or, you know, it just is that he gave them out. Uh, I don't know. Uh, it, the church said, uh, here, here's what we have. Uh, our student pastor, I'm not even going to call his name, acknowledges that he made a poor decision 
and a mistake by making a sticker available that was offensive to some. Mm. Not a good statement. You know what? We should take this great idea and run with it, and we should hand this out for our radio show. So it's like, I love hot No, radio. no, do not even go there. I love no, hot no, producers, no. yes. No, do not even go there. Stuart is on board. Are, mm-hmm. No, y'all are making a bad idea and worse. I'm saying don't do this. This is not what we need. Uh, we don't need to be talking about hot anything uh, unless it's a stove. You know, you can warn the kids yeah. of a hot stove, and that's about as far as it needs to go. Uh, there will be a thorough investigation, a uh, comprehensive investigation. We take this matter very seriously. We want to be proactive as we move forward. Our main goal is always to make our campus a safe place for anyone who attends. Well, I think just the fact they say it was offensive to some isn't a good sign. Uh, that, you should have said, that was offensive. Okay? You're a 35-year-old. Yes, you don't, period. You don't hand out stickers to teenagers that say hot youth pastors. You just don't go there. Uh, I mean, if this guy was in his early 20s, you know, uh, may, you know, you try to understand it just a little bit more. But 35 years old? Do we know if, like, he made these stickers or are these, like, accessible at, like, a Hobby Lobby or something? Like, I don't where, know. Where they look, you know, it's sort of the, uh, it's sort of the, the eye with the dot and the heart, and, you know, and then that, you know, that big fat, you know, lettering, you know, typical, like, I love New York, that, that kind of look to it. Um, ah, okay. Yeah, that, that's kind of it. Um, just typical what you would think. Uh, so anyway, lots, and hey, and, and rightly so. Uh, a lot of um, advocates, I would say, for or, or, or women who were maybe abused by uh, people at church or connected to church are speaking out on this, and, uh, and I do not blame them one bit. Um, it's um, not a good thing. And, uh, you know, even the, even the email that went out, some are saying is disturbing, and I agree. Um, so, um, yeah, it, it's just a good warning. Uh, don't do that. They say the sticker, uh, I'm looking again here a little deeper, uh, was meant to fo- poke fun at the I love hot mom culture. In hindsight, the joke was a very poor taste and a mistake. I do apologize for their distribution. I, I think this goes to say just taking this topic and going a little bit big picture if you're a pastor out there any sort of leader just make sure you have a a group around you a couple people mentors and just run ideas by them like i get the the attempt at the joke but it's just wise that when you ooh, this is a new idea i've never seen this before well maybe there's a reason you've never seen someone do it before so just have people in your life that you give permission to tell you what's up and and be honest and, and a lot of these ideas would get nipped in the bud if you had that. Yeah, you're, you're right. You're right. But he has spent 14 years in North Carolina and South Carolina churches in the areas of students and college, according to his bio. Um, I, 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 you should have somebody around you, and obviously he needed that, but he shouldn't have needed that for this. I mean, he should have known. I mean, why are you making? Why are you even making fun of the I love hot mom culture at, you know, with your teenagers. Why are you yeah. even, you know, that's not something you make light of. That's something, if you're going to talk about it, you say it's perverted and very, uh, you know, uh, very, uh, very sick. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, 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 I could as a youth, see... pa- as a youth pastor, 
Yes. One one exception I could see, it doesn't excuse this, but I'm just speaking broadly as an exception. You know, from group to group, from friend group to friend group, you might have some inside jokes. You know, we, we all have inside yeah. jokes with various friends, and, you know, you might even get as far as you have a t-shirt made, you know, uh, with with the inside joke. But but I think this is very different than that. Well, it certainly is. Handing it out to teenagers. No, no ex- excuse there for that. So anyway, a warning... Um, for youth pastors, stay, just stay away from that stuff. I mean, and if you're going to talk about that stuff, it needs to be done in a very serious, uh, calculated way. And you do need people around you to even run that through before you do it in a serious way, just to make sure that you're not walking into a, um, you know, a, a trap that you don't see coming. So um, anyway, bad bad news. Um, don't go there as a youth pastor. Um, okay. Hey, don't forget now we've got Cleet Hux coming up next hour. That'll be during the 6 p.m. hour as we continue our conversation, How America Became Pagan. And uh, today we finish up talking about the Olympics, and then we also move into the uh, the realm of yoga. Um, and so, again, uh, don't get mad at me. Uh, we're just going to try to tell it, you know, tell the truth. And... Uh, and we'll see where it goes. But Cleet always comes well prepared and uh, has his uh, research together and and knows what he's talking about. So we hope that you'll uh, have an open mind to this because I know even a lot of you out there have got probably yoga groups uh, that you're that you're a part of. Or it's uh, it's amazing to me how many churches uh, have yoga classes at their church, and uh, and oftentimes they just say it's just stretching. Well, we'll talk about that. Uh, if it's just stretching, then why do you need to call it yoga? So, I mean, that's, you know, we'll talk about it, though. I got a feeling that'll be a big part of the discussion today uh, as we uh, as we get into that coming up during the uh, the second hour. Hey, let me also mention um, be in prayer for uh, Eagle Forum, of course, uh, then also the Southeast Law, Southeast Law Institute as well as they are under this um, Department of Justice subpoena against them for their uh, for whatever role the DOJ doesn't like, apparently, that they played in the VCAP bill, the Vulnerable Child Compassion and Protection Act. Of course, this was the bill and the law that uh, banned uh, changing the sex of underage kids. And so um, they're going to have a day in court next week. Um, and so be in prayer for them as they uh, as they go to court and hopefully... Uh, have this dismissed uh, and uh, and and have this over with. Hopefully, a judge is going to end this subpoena. I don't I don't know all the legal ramifications of what needs to happen, but I do need I do know we need to pray uh, for them. Continue to because uh, their work is important. Uh, we work uh, with them a lot on issues, including that one, quite honestly. And uh, Becky and other um, Becky Garrettson, the uh, leader of Eagle Forum Alabama. And, uh, and other people involved or associated or, or contributors to our show from time to time and people that we work uh, with in Montgomery on different issues. Not every issue, but some. And so uh, be praying for them as they have a day in court coming up soon. And uh, hopefully we will see uh, this uh, dismissed, This uh, what, we, what we think is really an unprecedented targeted subpoena against a nonprofit because they don't like the work they're doing. So let's uh, have them in our prayers. Eagle Forum of Alabama. Okay, bottom of the hour. Let's take a break. We come back on the other side. We've got a couple of uh, more updates for you. A couple of these out of Huntsville. So those of you in the Huntsville market, uh, stay with us for sure. 
And if, even if you're not, listen in because these are the same issues that are happening everywhere. And uh, you see it one place and then it shows up right in your back door as well. Hang on, we'll be right back. The UAB football season is in full swing and tickets are on sale now to see your Blazers in action at Protective Stadium. Visit UABsports.com to grab your tickets and stay updated on all of the latest information about upcoming games, great promotions, and deals for the whole family. Single game tickets start at just $20. Grab your seats today at UABsports.com. Don't miss a minute of the action. UAB Blazer football tickets on sale now at UABsports.com. UAB football, win is one. Welcome back in to Priority Talk here on your Friday. Hope everybody's well. If you're just jumping in with us, welcome. We're glad to have you along right here on WXJC 101.1 FM. WXJC Radio, download the free app. Head to, head to the website as well. And then uh, also PriorityTalkRadio.com. You can find everything about our show there. And um, you can also find our podcast there or just search Priority Talk Radio in your favorite podcast platform. Everything you hear here on the show, pretty much, I would say within 95% of everything you hear, um, sometimes it's just such horrible material and such horrible conjecture, we just don't put it on there. But about 95% we feel like is uh, worthy of listening to again. Uh, every now and then we just uh, we just are really bad and we just don't put that up. But 95% of the time what you hear, and then even sometimes stuff you don't hear, here on the show. There's some extra there from time to time. Also on the podcast, Priority Talk Radio. And find us on social media, and we'll link you up to all that as well, day by day. Uh, find us at Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Search for Priority Talk or Priority Talk Greg Davis. You'll find us pretty easy. Okay, here's some good news for a Friday. Before we get into some of these uh, other stories, um, in particular, one or two out of Huntsville, uh, one out of uh, Michigan as well that we want to make a mention of. Um, but here's a good news Friday. More than 90% of Americans who read the Bible, do you read the Bible? Okay. If you do, then you're someone who can be uh, eligible to weigh in on this. 90% of Americans who read the Bible say its message has wrecked their lives. No, no, no. Not wrecked their lives. Uh, not made their lives any better. Nope, 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 not that either. More than 90% of Americans who read the Bible say its message has transformed their life. Good news. Now, this is according to research by the American Bible Society, good solid organization, and uh, it's revealed that Scripture has a positive impact on many non-readers as well. So uh, it came out this week, uh, this, uh, this story did, that uh, 92% of Bible users, now here's how you define, because you're always like, well, how much do you have to read the Bible? Like, can I read, uh, you know, Jesus wept and transformed my life? Well, here's what it says. 92% uh, of uh, the Bible users, are. Def it's defined this way, those who read Scripture three or four times a year apart from church. Not much. Three or four times a year say that the Bible, the message of the Bible has transformed my life. Wow. Only three or four times a year. 
Well, that's a that is really encouraging, and that's a, that's good to hear. Um, I think that when it comes to uh, evangelism, that is something that we could use the the power of scripture, and we we have lots and lots of stories of uh, former addicts who uh, went through various programs, and the Bible is what got them through. Um, a lot of people in their darkest moments, before you know, uh, various decisions that they were going to make uh, with their life, they turned their life around because they had a Bible. I think of a Gideon, uh, the Gideon Bibles and the hotels, sure. Sure. so much there. So, so Greg, I have a question for you from this. Uh, like, what do you think we can do with a study like this? The Bible's transformational. We know God uses his word so powerfully. Uh, what do you think we can do to kind of like springboard off of information like this? Well, I think anything we can do to uh, make the Bible uh, relevant to people. Yeah. You know? uh, Present it, uh, given in a way that makes people think, hey, that's something I need to pay attention to, I think is is good. And and that's basically what this is. Uh, that's basically what they're saying. I mean, um, you know, the Bible is interacting with God, and it's God's word. And so when people, um, you know, when they're connected to to God, it's going to transform their lives. And we, in in a large way, we connect with God through His word. So I think uh, churches and ministries could um, could use this as an opportunity to jumpstart people. You know, we often do that at the beginning of the year. Churches will uh, provide a Bible reading plan or a strategy. or, But anything I think you can do as a Sunday school or a small group or even as a pastor to sort of systematically encourage and walk with people as and give them a, a you know, a, a guide to uh, to sort of walk through Scripture or get just get them in there somewhere, I think that's how we have to springboard off of it. I like that. I like that for church life. And then when it, when it comes to the community outreach, one thing I think that as Christians, we've been doing a, a real good job at, uh, particularly recently with uh, shows like uh, The Chosen and uh, various other uh, you know movies, uh, just producing a high quality Christian content. Yep. So you think, um, let's see, uh, you, you've talked about some recent Christian movies that are great. And I think that if we say, hey, uh, do you want to come with me and read the Bible for an hour? Some people might say no. But if I, if you say, hey, I have this really interesting movie with heavy biblical themes and, yep. and good plot, good script, people will be like, yeah, I'll watch a movie with you. And so I think that's another way of enticing people in, in a good, healthy way to be like, hey, this book has so much for us because it was written for us. Yep, exactly. Yeah, you're right. And those are tools that sort of introduce people to the scripture, to the message of scripture. And I think that's, uh, that's what we're after. That's what we're trying to get to. Um, 38% of non-Bible users also agree with the statement. So that means these are people who don't read the Bible three or four times a year, agree with the statement that the message of the Bible has transformed my life. So, People agree that the Bible, users and non-users to a great degree, agree that the Bible transformed their life. I, I think you're right, Nate. It it, it really sets a uh, sets us forward into uh, to what ministry really should be all about. It's connecting people to God in a large way through His Word, and uh, even attending church. They go into that in the study. 
uh, even just attending church occasionally, uh, they can receive the message there. I think as pastors, as preachers, as teachers, we have to uh, remember that, that the people who sit in the seats in front of us, they may or may not be interacting with Scripture you know, very often. At, at, when you're a pastor or a youth pastor or whatever, and you're consistently teaching the Word, or if you're a Sunday school teacher or something like that, and you're studying to, to teach and studying to preach, you know, you get in that world, but you forget that the people you're talking to, they're not. They might be coming to church, but they're not interacting with God's Word during the week. That's all they're getting, pretty much. So, uh, so that's how important it is that you get it right. And, uh, and don't assume that uh, people are somewhere you are because they're really not and not doing what you're doing. Yeah, definitely. Uh, you need to, uh, I guess, uh, meet people where they're at. You need to uh, look at uh, various ways of uh, of serving and reaching out, and I think uh, I, this this was a very positive thing to read, and I think we can build on it. Well, and you mentioned serving. Anytime you serve, you know, I, I get frustrated when we uh, churches go out and do these serve days. That's great, um, but you know, even even lost folks, pagans, uh, atheists can go out and serve people. You got to let people know why you're serving, and it's because yes. of God's word. Uh, you know, that's, that serving is, a, is of no use if you don't also preach the gospel. You know, people don't come to salvation because somebody came and served me. They come to the gospel because of the preaching of, of God's word. And I think sometimes we, we, because it's a little easier to go about it that way, we hide behind humanitarian efforts. And I, I preached about that recently, I think a few Sundays ago. And, and so uh, we want to feed people. We want to clothe people. We want to help uh, with physical needs. But if we hide behind that and we don't preach the gospel, that mm -hmm. which saves our souls, we're, we're not doing anyone a, 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 a good thing with hiding the medicine that can heal humanity from our sickness of sin. And so we, we go and sometimes that's kind of like our, our half effort that we put in. Well, well I handed out food. Or I went and I built something. That's great. But mm -hmm. don't stop there and don't hide behind that. We are to spread the gospel. Well, it, sometimes on those, we're, we're more interested in making sure they know, uh, you know which church we're with uh, versus what God we serve, you know? Um, yes. You know, we're more interested on you know, having our, our name on, on our shirt when we go do it and making sure we get good pictures, you know, with everybody posed up the right way to, to show who we are. Uh, I'm not even sure we should be doing that. Um, you know, taking pictures and all that, you know, I don't know, I guess that's something you could look at, but uh, I know one group in particular that went out and uh, to serve, and one of the one of the people, quote unquote, serving, do you know what their service was? Their service what was, was their service was to take pictures of the people serving so they could show everybody how they served. Oh, they weren't boy. really serving anybody, they were only taking pictures of the people serving. They They presented that as their service. I'm taking pictures of people they were that serving are here, themselves that are doing work. Yeah, very self-serving, very self-serving, unfortunately. Uh, so anyway, it is good news that uh, the Bible, people do recognize that the Bible is transformative. The message of the Bible has transformed my life. Many people who do not interact with the Bible say it. And even those who only interact three to four times a year, over 90% say so. Just imagine if you were interacting with the Bible three or four times a month or three or four times a week, 
That's the power of God's word. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back and we'll hit a few quick stories on the other side. Uh, unfortunately, not as good news as this one, as this. Um, but something, some things you need to be aware of. And then Cleet Hux joins us next hour as we continue how America became pagan. That conversation during the 6 p.m. hour here on this Friday. Stay with us. It's Priority Talk Live. Priority Talk. It's time for gospel singing and fun for all ages on November 5th at the Ryan's Creek Baptist Church Fall Festival. The fun begins at 3 p.m. with a special appearance at 6 from Brian Free and Assurance. What the cross really is. What the cross really is. What the, cross really the festival will be held at 24849 County Road, 222 Bremen, Alabama, 35033. Call 601-650-6283 for more information. And we welcome you back in. Greg Davis here. Nate Williams with us as well. Stuart also hanging out with us uh, today, making it all sound right. And it is Priority Talk Live. All right, Cleet Huck's with us next hour. Stay with us on How America Became Pagan. Part number seven now, Stuart. Yeah, part seven of that. I forget how many weeks he's been coming. All right, so Cleet in with us next hour. Hang out for that. All right, we got a couple of stories we want to hit here. A couple of these out of Huntsville. And then if we have time, uh, we want to get to one in uh, Michigan as well. But I believe it's a, a precursor of what will come to places like Alabama. Okay, Huntsville, um, article today, 1819, just letting you know this is going on everywhere. Considering allowing medical cabinets, uh, dispensaries to operate within its city limits. But they're looking into the zoning options, you know, uh, that's going on right now. If you're in Huntsville... You need to be talking to the leaders of your city. Uh, and quite frankly, you need to be talking to the leaders of your city anywhere in this state or your county. Uh, if you'll go to uh, ALCAP, our Facebook page, A-L-C-A-P, that stands for the Alabama Citizens Action Program. If you'll head to ALCAP, uh, the group that uh, Nate and I uh, serve with, there's an article there that uh, Christine Carr and myself have posted through Tab Media. And uh, it is a very, uh, I think, thorough article on where we stand with the uh, medical cannabis situation in Alabama right now. Medical in quotation marks. Uh, but Huntsville is looking at it. Birmingham, Jefferson County, heavy, heavy looking at it. Um, and so uh, right now the uh, commission, they say, have received 19 applications from uh, cities and counties around the state, including Birmingham, Tuscaloosa, Montgomery, and Huntsville making that decision whether or not to uh, apply. So it's an opt-in for your um, it's an opt-in for your city or for your counties. That was part of the law. Your city county has to opt into this. So go read the article and get up to date on what's happening in your community as well. Uh, but uh, you know this what it's going to do. It's going to bring it's going to just bring marijuana sales to your city or your county wide open, not only sales, but uh, growing it as well, processing it. It's going to bring it right to your front door. We've legalized marijuana with some restrictions that we call medical, but they're not very restrictive. So Huntsville, wake up on that. Also a Huntsville middle school teacher 
uh, coming under fire, 1819 also reporting this, for appearing um, in a non-school-related function, but it's a teacher, a middle school teacher, dressed in drag and reading, for lack of a better way to say it, suggestive books to children. This is a teacher at Mountain Gap Middle School. We wanted you to know about it. And uh, this uh, man has been moonlighting as a drag queen for some time now under a different persona. And uh, this came up on um, TikTok. And, uh, you know, it's uh, this man dressed up, typical, you know, ugly man, ugly, trying to be a pretty woman, you know, can't, can't pull it off. <laughs> no, no man dresses up like a woman and it doesn't look right. Uh, reading these uh, books about dogs and in there saying things like, now, man dressed up in drag. Saying things like, everybody likes a big bone and uh, all men have meat on their mind. So, that's a mm. middle school teacher in Huntsville. And they call it family-friendly drag queen story time. So, um, uh, if you see the article, it's very disturbing. I can't even t begin to tell you some of the images and other things on here. I gave you about all I feel comfortable giving you. So um, I think the um, school district is aware and or own it. We'll see what they do. The question, though, really, is that this is done in a non-school function. Okay, this wasn't something connected to their job at the school. So it brings to light, sure, none of us would be thrilled with our middle school's, our kid's middle school teacher doing drag, and, it, and it's not kept private, and it's pretty, pretty out there, okay? Just, if you go see it, you'll see. But where do you draw the line on school and, you know, their, their job as a, as a teacher, their vocation, and maybe just, for lack of a better way, their hobby? Nate, any thoughts? I'm I'm wrestling with the same thing because the the one part of me, the one part of me, like I have two conservative sides of me that are dueling with each other. The one conservative side says this is his private life, and it's terrible to do this reading in front of children. Um, but it's not school related, and no matter how terrible it is. Uh, you know, it just, a job should not fire you for that. And along with the social media implications, the other side of, uh, me, the other conservative side says, hold on this drag queen type activity and, and it, uh, libs of TikTok has been all yep. over this and other places. It is a, um, it is a, a sexual thing. And I don't know, always know what kind of words I can or can't use on air, but it's definitely a sexual inclination with lifestyles. Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, if it was like some other things like attraction between adults and children, which is what 
some of the drag stuff gets into, like, no, you don't want someone with those sexual inclinations to to teach and be around yeah. minors and kids at all. So that person should be gone. And so I have these two conservative sides dueling, and, and it gets messy with the legal requirements versus the moral moral requirements. What should they do? But I, I'm torn on it, Greg. I don't well, know. And the other thing is, you know, at what point do they start saying, uh, oh, you uh, were out uh, preaching, you know, against hate hate stuff, which would just be Bible stuff that they call hate speech, yes. and, and fire a Christian teacher for what yeah. they do on their own time. So, but this is an example. If anybody thinks this man who does this isn't also bringing that to the classroom, now I'm not saying he comes dressed up in drag, but if you think he's not bringing that into his methodology of teaching and who he is in the classroom, and 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 you know dropping seeds and hints along the way, uh, it's happening. And I think uh, what what makes the situation a le- little more clear than how I put it in my last comment is the fact that he's doing this around children. So a a school has a vested, a vested interest in how its teachers behave around children on or off the job. So, for instance, if, uh, you know, let's say he, I'm not saying he does this, this is a hypothetical, um, let's say he has child pornography on his laptop. Now, obviously, that's a crime and things happen with that. But uh, but a, a school, even though that's done on his private time, on his private property, has a vested interest because it has to do with children. And yeah, so that's where point. I think that one side would win out for me. It's just a school, regardless of private or public life, um, if your behavior towards children isn't right, then it matters. Well, they could say the same thing, though. Again, I go back to my example. They could say the same thing saying uh, oh you're you know you're one of these uh, bible people so you hate kids who are you know homosexual or transgender and uh, you know you can't be around those kids because you're not affirming of, of them and their lifestyle so it's a big topic it's an interesting topic uh, i'll be interested to see how huntsville deals with this uh, before we get out of here nate give us this uh, out of michigan i thought i thought again too this is very interesting the implications from it just got a couple of minutes but let's let's introduce it to people just for a thought anyway yeah so the context of these kind of uh, conversations and outbursts you know uh, the the political left has been pushing very sexually explicit material uh, all ages all across schools they, they've been pushing for that and uh, oftentimes the pushback from this comes from Christians Christians rise up and speak out well in Dearborn Michigan there's a large Muslim population and the largest, uh, the largest in the country that largest in the country it is the Muslim hub, yes. Absolutely. And, and so uh, you have in this particular uh, Dearborn Public School uh, system, you have a lot of Muslims showing up, speaking out, chanting, meeting, holding up signs, uh, keep your uh, porn books to yourself. If democracy matters, we're the majority, protect the children. And they're enraged over sexually explicit LGBT books that are made available to students. And so just uh, a lot of Muslims are showing up. And and typically it's noted in this article from uh, Todd Starnes, uh, typically it's noted that it's Christians who do this but now Muslims are as well. And so, Greg, I had a question off of this. I know I got to be fast, but what are your thoughts on like t- 
teaming up or working with groups of other religions for common causes. What do you think about that? I think it's for if it's for the flourishing um, of, uh, of the society according to our values, then yeah, you don't have to agree with somebody on everything. Uh, not when it's on such an such a critical issue as this. You know, for instance, we uh, we often work uh, alongside. Um, uh, and, and I, I get there's this isn't exactly the same thing, but it's down the same line of thinking. We often, you know, me as a Christian evangelical, I'll say Christian, although I don't really like terms. Um, you know, we often work with Mormons who um, on, on issues like gambling, and so uh, we don't have to agree on everything to agree on the uh, on the ills and the dangers to society that gambling uh, brings upon it, the pain that it brings upon the family. And so, uh, so no, I, I, I think sometimes you have to. Now, I think you got to be careful about totally getting in bed with another group like that. Pardon the pun. You know, you can't go so far. You have to limit it to, to this particular issue that you deal with. But this is quite a conundrum for the left because uh, here they are, you know, trying to sort of be everything to everybody and include everyone unless you've got biblical values. And now here all of a sudden they've got a conflict with their own, within their own camp. And, uh, you know, uh, I've often wondered that, you know, um, you know, a lot of these uh, folks that live different types of, uh, of lives uh, that are also all about, you know, you, you can't um, discriminate against this religion group or that or whatever. Well, what are they going to do when this religion group uh, becomes, um, uh, you know, in power or has authority? Because they're, they're going to be much harsher towards you than are Christians. Uh, and that's that's just the truth of it. When you look at what happens in other countries, and in Dearborn, Michigan, I've been there. They actually have large parts of the city and the area who live under Sharia law. They they have implemented Sharia law, and the local police have no authority. They live under Sharia law. So as that grows, these very liberal people, how are they ever going to reconcile these things? Um, it's it's not going to work out well for them. So it's an interesting, but. I will say it's happening in Dearborn. Those kind of issues will also flesh out in other places that have a, a Muslim population, even in Alabama. Okay, hey, we got to wrap it up there. Good story, Nate. We got to wrap it up there for this hour. Cleet Huck's ready to hit the ground running when we come back on the other side as we talk about how America became pagan. That'll wrap up our Friday uh, show and uh, end another good week for us. And we've got another good one for you next week. My goodness including the Vaughn family with us in studio doing live music next Tuesday. Uh, so uh, just be ready for that as well. Um, this is Priority Talk. Find the podcast, Priority Talk Radio. Stuart and Nate, uh, thank you very much, guys, uh, for a good hour. And uh, Cleet's going to jump in here with Nate and I next hour, and uh, we're going to have a great discussion. Keep it right here, my friends, Priority Talk Radio.